This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Am I looking for the female version of me? Am I looking for a woman who has an amazing sense of humor, who's intelligent, who has intellect and carry a conversation, who has a genuine good soul, who treats others with respect? Hell yeah, I'm looking for that. But if that woman is trapped within the body of a 300 fat pound chick, would I fuck her or care about her? Fuck no. I think I've heard my mom talk about her sex life to me like three times. As far as I know, they've had sex four times and it resulted in four children. My parents are openly talking about it all the time. It's disgusting. Welcome to Sex Talk with my mom. I'm Cam Poder. And I'm Karen Lee Poder. My mother is a self-proclaimed sex expert and cougar and the world's oldest living millennial. That's me. And my son is a self-proclaimed stand-up comic, mime, clown, and of course... One of the famous human fountains on America's Got Talent. Yes, you could check us out on America's Got Talent. Um, so, so we talk about sex every week because we feel we, we have a few missions with this. Number one, provide you a laugh. Number two, provide you with a sex tip. Number three, destigmatize the conversation around sex. And, not, o- and open communication around sex as it's, well. It's not talking about. It's not talked enough about. It's not talked enough about? It's not talking enough about. Okay, let's talk about it. Um, let's give them something to talk about. Uh, before we talk about it, let's thank our our sponsor who allows us to be able to uh, gives us the ability to do this. Smiling Dick, you gotta love Smiling Dick for prolonging your hardness. If you suffer from premature ejaculation or you just want to last longer in bed, go get the prolonged device from SmilingDick.com. Because you're trying it out, aren't you? Oh, I'm I'm in the six, six week trial right now. And what week are you? I just finished week number one. You know, if this is the only FDA cleared medical device that really allows you to uh, control your premature ejaculation, gives you more control over your penis. Is, your, is your dick if you're, smiling? If your partner uh, is coming too quickly or if you are coming too quickly and you want to last longer, this is a very good alternative to uh, therapy or using any topical lidocaine right. penis sprays. So... Try it out, smilingdick.com. Enter promo code MOM and you'll get 15% off. Oh, wow. How do you like that? I think it's great. By the way, is your dick smiling? It is smiling. Okay, so this episode... Oh, yeah, yeah, before we even get into this episode. Right, we're going to talk about uh, how they can get in touch with us because I want to hear from you people. Yes, we have a hotline. Leave us a voicemail or text us. At, yes, text mom. Yes, text mom. That's okay. our. That's the number. And then, if we find your uh, comment or question to be entertaining, we will use it in our morning after show. I'm particularly interested in your stories of how, if you've ever walked in on your parent having sex, or if they've ever walked in on you having sex. As we end all of our interviews with that question, and we would love to hear from our guests, and we right. would do something really fun with it if you send us your story. So yeah, please, those stories may end up being very famous stories yes they're, and they can be anonymous they're as well. anonymous so just send it to us uh, leave us a voicemail or text them to us at yes text mom 
moving right along. We love... Of, well, of course, with the most important thing is we love you and we'd love to hear from you as far as your rating and reviews on iTunes. Yeah, so we, we get... Subscribe there too. We got two recent ones. One, uh, I'll just read them right off the bat. Please do. One of them uh, says, horrible, one star. What? Yeah. We got a one star? We got a one star. From Who the hell did that? This actually, his name is called Starkiller585. Oh, I feel much better. Any, I guess this guy just goes around giving yeah. one star reviews. All right. He immediately negated himself. Moving right along. No, I want to read it. Okay. He says, anyone who uses this is a horrible, evil person. I just accidentally clicked on this and I want just wanted to make sure y'all are ashamed. You need Jesus. 100 exclamation points. I've been telling you that for a while, Cam. You need Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I need Jesus. Anyone who uses this is a horrible, evil person. First of all, how do you use this? Uh, obviously, is he talking the, about I, iTunes podcast app, or is he talking about our podcast? Maybe he's talking about um, using uh, the method of listening. Oh, yeah. I guess that would make you an e- horrible, evil person. That needs to find Jesus. Okay. Moving right along. We don't give a lot of attention to trolls. Well, we just did give a lot of attention to star killer but anyway if, if i did i would be suicidal right now then we just get we got one that says what did i just find i like the sound of this five stars that's much better blonde diggity i honestly don't know how i found this podcast but i'm so glad i did exclamation point you guys are hilarious and have such great comedic chemistry together i love how comfortable you guys are with each other and the fact that you're so open to talking about topics that people would never be so open to talk about especially to their mom or son is amazing Keep up the great work. Uh, I, I I don't even know what to say. My my body is got goosebumps all over. That's exactly what I want to hear. Blonde diggity, thank you very much. That we, is, this it, is the reason we do this podcast. Yeah, I mean to, to really to open up these conversations. Ah, oh, thank you so much, Blonde diggity. To that was inspire very people sweet. to have these conversations, not necessarily with their parents, but with people in their lives. And if you know any Yiddish, that that gives me nachas. <laughs> okay, mom. Okay, moving right along. Bring Yiddish. In. Guess what? What? We're on Spotify. Yes. If you guys don't like your the app you're currently using, check out Spotify and listen to us there at Easy as Hell. I love that. Don't It does not preclude you from writing a review on iTunes, but still, <laughs> I don't know. Are they able to write a review on Spotify? Well, if they, no, they can't right now, but maybe in the future. And if you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash sex talk with my mom. That's the best way to f- support us financially. dot com. Slash sex talk with my mom. Just hey. just in case you don't know what that is, it's a membership platform. It's a way to help all creators, but especially us. And it, it really <laughs> is our is is a way to help give back to the show that we give out to you so freely. Right, and we give a lot of exclusive content there, and you have a connection with us, and we can message you, and it's really important. You never know when all these other social media platforms go down, which they can at any moment. You at least can reach us on Patreon. Big special thanks to uh, Jim McFedrin who. Uh, his our newest patron. I very much appreciate it. Oh, he's been giving us some really good advice, and uh, thank you, Jim. Yeah, he emails us with these incredible. If we have cool guests on the show, it's directly because of Jim, and it can be directly because of you. So join Patreon and email and message us. We would love it. Um, I think that's enough with the fucking plugs. Okay, so we're moving right along. Into, we have an awesome episode today. It's is hilarious. First of all, his name is Derek Nelson. He's coming on the Love show. Love this guy. He he put to okay. This guy's life is wild. He's a twenty six year old uh, heterosexual male who go go dances in gay bars and in, has a in very Hollywood. interesting name for his dick. 
the Cockness Monster. <laughs> so this guy, I mean, he, he, a go for those who don't know, a go-go dancer is basically a guy who will dance in a bikini or a banana hammock, as he calls it, uh, in usually gay bars. Do you have one? I don't have a banana hammock. That would be pretty funny if you had a banana hammock. I probably should get a banana hammock. I think you need one. Everybody yeah. needs one. Yeah, so I can show off my cockness monster. Maybe we should add that merch. We should get a banana hammock and have it uh, have the logo of Sex Talk with My Mom on it. Would you guys buy that? Let us know. It's, yes, text mom. All right. Anyway, this guy, Derek, is is hilarious. And so he, he was not always a go-go dancer. Uh, he's a, primarily an actor and a comedian. And a bouncer in a strip, a female strip club. To make money, he, he works as a go-go dancer at gay bars, uh, a male stripper at bachelorette parties, and <laughs> a uh, security guard at female strip clubs. So this guy... It's mostly he, to write his uh, his web series, which is called Down With David. Down With David is based on his life. It's it's really addictive to watch. You I, can I find started it on YouTube. It. Yeah, you can, it's a six-part series. Uh, the guy's... You can tell by this interview. He's he's got a ton of personality. He's got great stories, and we had a blast talking to him. You know what I liked about it? I liked that he had no holds barred. We also talk about what it's like to get laid all the time from by by these women in these gay bars that, that go that, to gay bars that, with their friends. It was unbelievable. And the irony that he can do that, and then also feel this complete fear of approaching women, which when, I got when into he is him. not in his banana hammock. He basically is introverted and shy. I think you guys are going to have a blast. We did. This was one of the best. So I always say that, but this is really one of the best. So without further ado, let me tell you about the birds and the bees and the banana hammockies. Is it a hammock? 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 Okay, whatever. Stay tuned. Derek, welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on, people? (laughs) We're very excited to have you here. Your web series is awesome. Thank you. Down with Derek or down with David? Uh, David, Derek, whatever. I mean, usually people call me David. Even when they respond to my email, which is very clearly Derek at DerekNelson.com, the very first line is always, hi, David. Yeah. But yeah, the web series is down with David. Why did you call it down with David when your name is Derek? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's like this whole thing called art. I don't know. Like People are like, well, why did you say that your name's Derek? Because I'm making a freaking like series. And yes, it's based on my life and it's very true to it, but... Uh, it's still a series and, you know, it's still characters and not everything is 100% true. So, yeah. fuck off. You How- know? <laughs> Getting a little hostile there about the Derek David thing. <laughs> well, Sorry, it's pet peeve of mine. Well, so do you think that your character on the, sh- on the show is pretty similar to who you are pers- uh, personally? Yes. Yes. It's a very personal story. Um, obviously, the situations, uh, the people, the characters are all, I mean, very close to real people in my life. So, uh, yes. Do you want to give us the cliff note version for those of us who haven't seen the entire series? Yeah, for sure. Down with David is based on my life as a uh, straight guy struggling to pay the bills who finds a job go-go dancing in the gay bars of West Hollywood where he picks up more hot women than he can possibly handle. <laughs> and it sounds ridiculous. I actually think it's a great idea, though, because I, I have been to gay bars with my friends and it is a, a riot. Okay, so oh, hold on. I... I you make it seem so easy in in this series. It is though, because so I'm an idiot. You're just dancing, well, <laughs> and these women are coming up to you and really want, like, saying, "Yeah, let's have sex." Yeah, like, what it's, the it's, hell? Like, I mean, Cam, have you thought about like maybe this is 
an idea. <laughs> I, I haven't really given it too much thought, but maybe so, by the end of this interview. So <laughs> yeah, yes, that sounds crazy and like that's not real, but it is. And I also currently we're in wedding season, so I do bachelorette parties right now and I'm not in West Hollywood. So juxtapose West Hollywood where the girls are with their gay friends and they're literally going up and saying, I want your dick in my mouth. And then the bachelorette parties, I take off the pants, I'm in the banana hammock, and then women with other women, they're literally running out of the room, screaming, acting like they've never seen a dick before. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So, wow. so you're not getting laid at these bachelorette parties. No, and I'm making way more money, though. That's that's like the thing people would think, is you would get laid at the bachelorette parties, but make the money in West <laughs> Hollywood. I make peanuts in West Hollywood. Like, it's laughable how little, but I mean... The amount of women I pick up and the quality of the women is just, I mean, it's, it's, it's West Hollywood. So you're talking about actresses, models, like the, the poontang is amazing. Are, so they, are saying, they older women or are they just your younger. age? They're younger They're women. They're young chicks How old are you? I'm 26, but these girls are usually like 22, 23 in West Hollywood. And they're so, wild as can be. Yeah, wild as can be. And so when you say quality, you're just referring to their pure physical image, not... Oh, yeah, their personalities are shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so okay, so different definitions of quality, but, but so, you know, this is an interesting question. You know, like, so in, in one of your episodes, you talk about, like, it, there's, like, a kind of a real moment where you're, like... There's one real moment, yeah, the entire... No, <laughs> no there, the, in one particular one that I remembered was you're kind of walking down the street and you're, like, oh, you know, I'm hooking up with a bunch of women, but it's really superficial. I kind yeah. of miss what is, you know, the real thing with relationships. Yeah. So is that true? Absolutely. Um, I, to be completely candid, I've never had a girlfriend. I uh, would love to have a girlfriend. Um, I've been on Bumble, Tinder. Uh, I just had a actually an interview yesterday with a matchmaker from LinkedIn who actually connected with me and offered to make me part of their service. So we'll see where that goes. Um, but well, yeah, I mean, deep down, we, what, it wait, what's like it called? A, a we might have. Uh, I, I think I think they're called matchmakers in the city. Who who was the girl's name? Uh, God, Lynn. I don't know. Laura, I forget. Oh, she, she was Lauren. She, came on our show and advertised yeah. her matchmaking service. But if it's not her, then so you're looking for more of a relationship at this point. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I feel like I know everything about myself except the most important thing, which is how you are in a relationship, how you are with your partner. I don't have any experience in that field, mm -hmm. and I think that's something that I would really like to kind of find out. Yeah, it's. I think that especially in your twenties, we are so, especially guys, we're given this idea like, oh, we should just need to, we need to go out and get laid. But yeah. really, it's it has not. That is, I mean, in your experience, has that been fulfilling, or what? What has your experience been like with that? I mean, it's better than not getting laid. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I would like to be getting laid a lot with you know, a partner with that special someone while learning and growing about myself and how I interact in those situations, which isn't happening. That's very frustrating. But, you know, take it within the context of we live here in Hollywood, in Los Angeles. Yeah. And, you know, especially if you're in the entertainment industry, just no one takes you seriously until you've made it. And, you know, it, it sounds horrible to maybe people who don't live here, but L.A. really is all about money, power, fame, status. And that's not to say there aren't good people here, that there aren't exceptions to the rule, but they're extremely difficult to find. Hmm. What do you think, Cam? Well, I've dated girls that, that and they've dated me at times where I've been very poor and mm -hmm. very low status. Yeah. You know, um, but they don't care. But, they like Cam for Cam. Yeah. So I, I think it really depends on the circles that you're kind of running in. Right. The circle that you're describing, West Hollywood, <laughs> probably looks for that. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, also the big uh, problem too is when I'm not entertaining, when I'm not dancing, I'm actually the shyest guy in the world. So uh-huh. um, oh, I have kind of this Superman, Clark Kent, uh, dual personality type thing where yeah. like going, I don't drink at all. I don't do any drugs. I'm straight edge. So uh, when I go out to, let's say no vacancy here in Hollywood, it's really difficult for me to talk to women just because uh, I am so shy. And it's I just, scary as fuck. It's scary as fuck. I, when I, you I, ever... I hear that a lot on my YouTube channel because I have a YouTube channel about dating and sex mm-hmm. and a lot of guys have this introverted shyness about them and uh, I think it's really important to work on because that's if you can work on that first then when you go anywhere you'll have the confidence even if it's you know a, a different career or whatever you're going into if you work on yourself and making yourself as confident and self-assured as you can be when you go up to someone you're not going to be as intimidated you know what i so i've you've drilled this into my head Mm -hmm. for so long because you're a good catch i'm a good catch i'm shy as shit when i come when i because it's scary to meet someone you got to also use your your qualities like your personality your sense of humor and all that kind of stuff and cam you've got a good sense of humor you obviously is as i'm going to know you sense of humor though i have a very inappropriate (laughs) sense of humor that like for me, is very difficult to like judge what is and isn't appropriate sometimes. So that's why I just, I think in public, just shut myself off. Because well, don't do that anymore. Do the five second rule. The, the five se- what, what the hell is the five second rule? My mother loves the five second rule. Okay, it's Mel Robbins. She has a book called The Five Second Rule. It's not when you drop something on the floor. Okay. But this five second rule, essentially, <laughs> I'm going to give you a, a cliff note version of it, is basically that you have, if you have a gut feeling, you want to do something, like you want to walk up to and approach a woman. And your 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 gut feeling is that you want to do this. You have five seconds until your brain tells you not to do it. So what you got to do is act within five, four, three, two, one. Act. Just push yourself. Like if someone, if you're like on a, on a slide and someone pushed you down the slide, just push yourself to go and and talk to that woman. See, what really helps me is when someone tells me to do it or dares me to do it it has to be the little that's, voice in your head then that's that's when i go for if someone yeah. if someone calls me chicken shit they're like i dare you to go do it yeah, yeah. that, that is that's it. the five second rule okay that's it yeah but you got to do it yourself so but here, oh. can i just finish the point i was on so actually it was so we recently interviewed marnie the wing girl who is a dating coach basically wait who marnie the wing girl marnie the wing girl i I like the sound of this already yeah and she came on the show and and she was like yeah you i was so surprised by what she said actually because she i was i was describing the same fear i have about approaching women it's almost impossible for me to meet someone and actually connect with them at a bar Mm -hmm. and she was like yeah that's to be expected like that's a very normal thing and it's okay that you're experiencing that because of course when do we ever just meet strangers walking about except if you're my mother who's talking to everyone in sight <laughs> yeah i i know someone but that's like, the yeah. key though that's what she said to do no, no no she didn't say to do that necessarily no she said she said she gave you homework no she did not say that you did not you're making this shit up right now. <laughs> ah! she what she said was that yeah it might be the case that you should just find people who are just in your circle, like who know mm-hmm. friends of your friends or who are doing like similar hobbies. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't put so much pressure to just become the stallion at bars. It also might not be the place to meet someone that actually wants see, a relationship. That's you a don't... problem. I, I have no friends. So there, that's... See. But you have interests. Interests uh, as, as, I mean, what, what kind of interests? Hobbies, things, uh, things you're passionate about, things you enjoy doing. I mean, yeah. I mean, but pretty much my life these days is just uh, writing. I've kind of just cut myself off from the world. and uh, So join a writer's group. Look at that. Uh, I, I did, and it's all dudes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, then maybe, maybe these apps would, would be helpful. 
You would think that. I had like the worst experience of my life on Bumble on Friday. What um, happened? Uh, it's so bad. I don't even want to. It's so stupid. So bad. It pisses me off so much. I don't even want to talk about it. Oh, oh okay. that sounds, don't that sounds there. like I a deleted, negative experience. I deleted all my internet dating apps after that. That was quite Damn. a... Uh, that's that's, how, that's oh, how bad it was. Bad experience. Bad, bad. Here's the deal, though, Derek. Yeah. You can't let the negative stuff outweigh all the positives. So, you know, you got to let these little... In order to move forward, you got to have these, like, failures. So right. just accept that part of dating and part of finding a relationship is going to be rejection. It's actually a bigger part than the acceptance. Oh, trust me. I, I So am, you can't take it personally. I am fully invested in the experience of rejection. So I, I know all about that. So as I drop. Yeah. So these women that you've been with, that you sleep with, first of all, how regularly is this? Can't well, I mean, I'm not, in, I'm not in West Hollywood right now. So honestly, I haven't got laid in two months just doing the bachelorette party. Holy shit. It's been two months. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I know. But yeah, trust no, me, I mean, a, no, how many women have you street, had sex with? I'm not. I'm not I, if I answered that question, honestly, I would, I, I would be hated by all women. Of all why? Time. Why do, why do men think that, uh, that because women I, would care? Because I, I've why actually do women told care? several women the truth and they literally stopped talking to me. Like, why? Okay. I think I would think of it as like, wow, this guy's got something going on. If Some all swagger. these women want to have sex with him. No, there's nothing special about me whatsoever. It's really just <laughs> West Hollywood. Like you could be a brain dead baboon and go in and, you know, just start swinging, you know, the schlong all over and you're golden. It's really... What do you, what do you think it is? is? Is it you a big dick that they see? Okay, that... <laughs> I, I do have a very large uh, cockness monster, as I like to call it. Wait, are you... Is it hard or is it soft? Well, I mean, I... I oh, no. I'm, I mean, usually I'm wet noodling it, you know, but... Wet um, noodling? I mean, it's it, it's it's pretty good even, even then. So, I mean, that definitely helps. But, I mean, there's guys with small dicks who are getting laid all the time there i mean it's just a matter of hear that guys with small dicks it's it's really just a psychology of women where i think women don't get slut shamed with their gay friends they're in a very kind of sexualized environment that is west hollywood um and a lot of times i almost feel like it's peer pressure where like the gay friends are like encouraging her to sleep (laughs) with me i almost feel like sometimes the gay friends like like your wingmen yeah well they are the wingmen but like i feel like they, the girls sometimes want to have sex with me just to appease their gay friends because their <laughs> gay friends are like so passionate about it. Or, you know, the times where I've literally I've had sex with the girlfriends while their gay friends watched in the corner and beat off to us fucking. This is this happens in the first two episodes, tw- like one in, once in each of your episodes. Yeah. And What's so that's going not make believe. That's that's real life. That's real life. Yeah. Like I can't tell you how many chicks like smoking hot chicks I've banged out and like the gay friends were just there in the corner. And my rule is I don't want to hear you or see you. But what you do. <laughs> Hey, brother. Wait, so this is, this is going on in the actual bars. Mm-hmm. Like, I just can't even imagine. See, it, like, in the, like, is there a curtain? What? what no, the, no, no. Walk yes. Oh, oh, in the bars. I mean, yes, I've had sex with the girls in the bars too. That's what but, I'm talking about. Where are you doing this? Oh, oh, no. This is like at you know their gay friend's house, their oh. their house. Um, I mean, honestly, uh, I'm a huge fan of the beach. I have this very particular. Well, I have one particular lifeguard stand in Venice Beach and then Newport Beach, depending upon where they live. So in the summer. <laughs> Summer times in the past when I was in West Hollywood, that was like kind of my go-to. I'm a very, uh, I grew up in the woods in a log cabin, so I'm very nature-y. And uh, for me, fucking in, in public is like my go-to. And, my, and probably like a really bad habit I should break out of, but I love it. I'm not going to lie. Wait so, a second. What, you're not worried. I know Cam already. You're thinking. Leishmaniasis. And, ty- and Lyme disease and all kinds of uh, ticks. Lyme, Lyme disease on the beach? No, in the forest, you said, or in the woods. Well, yeah, that's where I grew up. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, you, you, I'm assuming would have sex there if the opportunity arose. Uh, man, I don't know about the forest. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if it was, if it was, you know, there's this, there's this one weather girl in KTLA. I probably shouldn't say her name, but I have the biggest crush on her. Like, that's the thing I, I don't like LA overall, but I do got to say, I do love the local news here because the weather girls here are essentially porn stars. Get and out of here. I, dude, I have never seen that. I want to fuck this weather chick on KTLA so bad. It's not even funny. Oh what do you mean? Why God. are they? Because because they came here for acting and they ended up being weather girls and as a default type of thing. Uh, I don't know what the case is, but I feel like to be a local news girl in LA, you have to be a 10. Like, it's just ridiculous, especially on KTLA. Like, I just, I love that station. Oh my God. I love that station yo so, so do you get any like backlash from okay so using like the word 10 use it like going into like qual saying like oh she's high quality and referring to our list like our, our listeners, listeners are, are banging on their steering wheels in their car right now they're pretty sex positive very feminist like so those terms i know for some of them are, are just gonna be like what the fuck this guy sounds like a total douche okay well number one so women give men shit all the time for only caring about looks, but you know how many times I've been judged solely because of money or the lack of money? The bottom line is women, women judge men all the time. We judge them for our looks. They judge us for our money and power. And that's Mm. just, that's just how it is. I've actually heard that before. That's the biology of who we are as human beings. So let's all just be, let's just take the bullshit off a little (laughs) bit and let's just get fucking real. And let's just all admit that we're a little bit shallow. Okay. (laughs) Having said that, (laughs) <laughs> am I looking for the female version of me? Am I looking for a woman who has an amazing sense of humor, who's intelligent, who has intellect and carry a conversation, who has a genuine good soul, who treats others with respect? Hell yeah, I'm looking for that. But if that woman is trapped within the body of a 300 fat pound chick, would I fuck her or care about her? Fuck no. I got it. I, I mean, obviously, this is a very, this is not a popular opinion these days. I mean, well, maybe, maybe among men, maybe among this is, other, this is, other this dudes. Is, this is the overwhelming majority. Uh, you think that this is the of, truth, right? Th- this is the truth. And, you know, the, the bottom line is if we're going to get so kind of PC, if we're going to like take out the truth and we're just going to act like we don't have these real desires or feelings and we're not living an authentic life. And that's just bullshit. Hmm. That's dangerous for society, dangerous for a culture. Uh, I would even consider myself to be a feminist. I'm, I think we should all be feminists in a certain sense. I would argue that where the feminist movement has gone, where it's moving, is nothing of how it started. And I, I can't get behind the movement as it stands right now. But as far as female equality, as far as female empowerment, those are things that I'm all for. It's one perspective to have, I, th- I think. You know, like, I th- I think that, yeah, if, you, if you're choosing to judge women because they're judging you that's that's one perspective they have i would prefer the perspective no one judge each other you kind of look you meet someone you kind of sit with them see how you feel around them and then right that's uh, but but you're saying you have to have a basic attraction to someone i don't think he's saying that he only judges on looks or only no, judges and, on, not at and all. women don't only judge on money but, but you're saying that there, there but to seems say, to be a to trend we, we have these kind of core uh, things that we look for in, in a partner and all I'm articulating is that men we need to be physically attracted to our partner it's not saying I need to to fall in love I need to be with a supermodel not at all but there has but, to be some baseline of attraction as far as uh, how she is physically built absolutely but don't you think that like using the word like quality to describe someone or to put them as a number kind of reduces them down to just their physical image 
Uh, if we're talking about what's going on in West Hollywood, I mean, that's just the reality of what's going on. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, okay. I mean, if we're talking real life, then I, 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 no, I wouldn't describe it like that. Okay. But we're not in real life here. And, so, and also, then when you when you label one to ten, you could also be talking about the mental ten too, not just the physical ten. I mean, of course. Yeah. I mean, uh, just conversations I've had with guys all the time would be like. You know, this chick was smashing hot, but she had the worst personality. Or, you know, maybe mm-hmm. this other woman was, she wasn't the cutest thing in the world, but she had an amazing personality mm-hmm. that yeah. made up for some other things that weren't as much there. So, right. There's I two mean, things that go into yeah, the there's, physical and mental. Absolutely. And I think, you know, what we all look for, or at least what I'm looking for, is someone that we are mentally and spiritually attracted to every bit as much as we are physically. That's that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. What I'm just saying is that... Are you now redeemed yourself on the... Uh... <laughs> On the, um, Sorry. on the podcast. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just a matter of I have to have the baseline of being physically attracted to a woman. And uh, I don't think that's crazy. That is I, the majority held by most men. That's, totally. just, that's just how we're wired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think for us to be kind of demonized for that is just uh, goes against our very nature. And that's just wrong. I don't think it's as, I don't think you're I don't think men are necessarily demonized just because we were. Yeah, I think everyone is takes physical attraction into account. But I think. You know when it, when we do use these terms, then it becomes like, oh, okay, we're just looking at these people as objects. Well, people like are a, too fucking sensitive these days. Uh, so. All right, all right. Well, this is a helpful perspective to have at the least. You know, we we don't usually get this perspective on our show. Yeah, we do. We had we interviewed fuckboys before. <laughs> I, no, would you consider yourself a fuckboy or no? Uh, what would you what would you define as a fuckboy? Uh, someone who's just going out to and and does whatever it takes to get laid. Uh, when I'm dancing, yes. When I'm not, the complete opposite of a fuckboy. This is a pretty amazing thing that you can kind of dichotomize into these different... yeah, yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that strippers do that. I mean, um, I'm talking about female strippers easily have to compartmentalize what they're doing. Uh, well, yeah, that's... Uh, I've actually worked security in a female strip club. That's a whole different ballgame. But yes, they... I would call it split personality disorder. I would take it a step further. <laughs> okay. I, I have another question related to this, but I want to take a quick commercial break to thank our sponsors. I thank you very much to smilingdick.com. Cam, is your dick smiling? My dick is smiling. One week of trying this product out, and I would say my I am lasting longer, at least during the masturbation sessions. So this is actually like a, a product that helps you last longer. Yes, if you if it's not a spray though. It is not a spray, and it's not. So right now, the current strategies to lasting longer in bed are either you put this like numbing spray on your penis before having sex, or you go to get uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. Or work with a body worker. This is a new alternative. There are no other devices that have a patented training program along with it. So it's actually like a little vibrator that you put on your dick. Yes, you hold it at the base of your, at the tip of your penis, underneath. You masturbate with it three times a week. Come to the edge three times. How does it make you feel when you're masturbating with it? It is a new experience to masturbate with this little vibrator, but I think it it definitely gives you more awareness of your penis, at least after these first three times. And That's um, cool. So go to smilingdick.com, enter promo code MOM for 15% off if you want to last longer. And I heard that it's 100% guaranteed. If it doesn't work, you get your money back. So what do you got to lose? Smilingdick.com, enter promo code MOM for 15% off. And we're back. Woohoo! We're, 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 we're here with Derek. We're talking about... Uh, stripping and how you can kind of you're able to compartmentalize your your, your str- just strictly sex life versus your remote romantic relational life. Have you ever thought of doing porn? 
No, I would never do porn. I'm, I've moved out here, you know, 3,000 miles from Pennsylvania solely for my acting and writing career. Mm. I, would, I would never do porn. So I'm curious. In the past, I've kind of just, it's been really hard for me to just to have strictly physical sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly just establish the relationship with this girl that I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be the the lead up that we're you know, there's there's like pretense and then afterwards we're just sitting in the bed together and I'm, he I think says, there's fuck like casual a, sex. Yeah, it's kind of like a a shitty. Um, it, it just always feels kind of shitty to me. Is it? And it might be because a I'm just rationalizing my my own nervousness and inability to experience this. Or B, because uh, I just don't, I haven't had enough experience to really have a good good time mm-hmm. having just strictly physical, non-emotional sex. Yeah, I mean, it really depends upon the situation. But I mean, especially, you know, like I said, I mean, as far as my dancing adventures, I'm kind of in that mindset. It's super easy. And I've thoroughly enjoyed those random hot night hookups. Um, Is, are they usually good? They're usually pretty good, yeah. How often does the girl come? Does the girl come? Uh, most most of the time, you know, unless we're like in public and we have to like suddenly stop and, you know, some of the, some of that kind of uh, business. But yeah, I mean, it's usually a lot of times even it's it's tourists, to be honest with you. The tourists are especially like just looking for dick or tourists. <laughs> yeah. The, the Zodiac sign. No, tourists. Yeah, like oh, tourists. Yeah, like 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 women <laughs> women here on on vacation, you know, or uh, I mean, oh, even right. even a step further than that. I mean, like it's just shooting fish in a barrel would be like the <laughs> European tourists. Like, oh my god, th- 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 those are the ones who've literally like sucked my dick on the dance floor. Oh well, my but they're god. much more open, I think, in general, sexually. Yes. So maybe that's why. Have you gotten your dick sucked on the dance floor while people are watching? Uh, I did uh, a couple times. Yeah. And do, and do you actually come? Uh, I not on the dance floor. No. Are you scared? I would be so fucking nervous. I don't know. That seems like such a vulnerable. Uh, it is, but uh, I kind of like that to be honest with you. And I mean, you like that sense of exhibitionism. Uh, to a certain extent, yeah. But I mean, what I love about the European women, like you were saying, is they're just so much more open Mm -hmm. and kind of how American women are in the gay bars. That's how European Mm -hmm. women are twenty four seven. And I just think that they're comfortable. Being as comfortable as they are in their sexuality and uh, just their openness to me is just one of the most sexy things that a person could do. Like even beyond their physical appearance, you know how our personalities click. If they are just very comfortable with their sexuality and and, and adventuresome and confident, yeah, that is the sexiest thing in the world to me. And finding that quality in American women is just very, very difficult as opposed to them. Well, have you been with older women, cougars? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So do you find that that those qualities are there with the older women? Uh, I do, and I uh, I got to say I can. Uh, this is going to sound horrible, but I, I can pound the cougars harder because they can just they can take the dick a lot better. Oh my god! And why do you think that is? Ah, uh, boy, there's a lot of different factors in that. Some of which I probably shouldn't say, but um, yeah, I mean, what is it? They say women hit their sexual peak in their early 40s, and yeah. I mean the the women that I've who've been around that age range, they were definitely much more open with their sexuality, much more, you know, into it. And, um, yeah, it was, it was very good and, and, and all that good stuff. So none of the, any of these women you're, would, are you, do you ever forge any emotional connection with? To be honest with you, some of the women have become some of the, like good friends of mine. You said you have no friends. 
Well, I mean, <laughs> except for the women he has sex. Yeah, with. except for the women I've had sex with. And that sounds friends. like good people to be in relationship with. Then, uh, no, we you know <laughs> would fuck, and then we kind of like got to know each other, and we're like we're just better off as friends, and we stopped having sex, and uh, we just became really good friends. Most of, most of which have moved outside of LA now, and they've kind of started families and become moms, and uh, I see their baby pictures on Facebook every day, and I love it, and I love them. I kind of went through the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm friends with some of the guys that have the same thing. You see baby pictures and you still remember like the good times. Yeah. I mean, it's, and for me, it's just feeling good for them and just kind of the understanding that we came to as far as just not being compatible in that kind of relationship type of sense. So, I mean, for most people, I think it's kind of the opposite where they're friends first and then the race relationship happens and the mm-hmm. sexual sexuality. Uh, for me, it's, you know, the sexual activity the first night and then a couple more nights maybe. And then it's just like, Hey, you're a good person. Let's be friends. And, so there will be follow up nights. Uh, yeah, sometimes. I mean, obviously with a tourist, I mean, that's pretty much a one night. You're not stand, talking like, about Zodiac science. <laughs> yeah. Not talking about the fucking Leo's over <laughs> I here. I know what you were. I was like, Oh my God. What the hell no, could Taurus be anything outside of Taurus? Well, like, because you get that, that the Eastern accent. Oh, did you think I said Taurus? Like the fucking, the bull? Yes. yes. Uh, and then I was like, well, I thought Scorpios are the real sexual <laughs> side. I didn't know. I heard Leo. That's like crazy. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was crazy. I'm just blown away. I thought you just had this serious astrological. Maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah, I'm, maybe I'm, I'm the Zodiac fucker. I just look for Leos and I just fuck them no, the third Friday of every like, month. You look for Taurus, tourists, tourists, tourists. Especially, no. he likes tourists that are also Tauruses. So, no. uh, so, are you ever concerned about diseases or babies? Uh, yes, and yes. <laughs> uh, have you had any, any like, close is, calls? Yeah, you know, uh, I wrap it up definitely. Um, I did once <laughs> he get wraps it up. I once uh, did get fired from Burger King because I refused to wrap my Whopper. But uh, I'm just kidding. What? Uh, oh, <laughs> man! <laughs> Woo! Both of us fell right into that. Cam's eyes were like, talk so about wide. some Green Bay cheese. I'm flying right now. Oh, Anyways, um, no, yeah, absolutely. What I, does I, this mean? <laughs> Green Bay Packers, the cheese heads. I'm, 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 Why am I, I explaining this? I'm, to I'm you? giving sports analogies and yeah. He doesn't, doesn't hey, unless they're astrolo- uh, astrological, I'm not going to get it. Okay, yeah, fuck astrology. But, <laughs> um, no, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, what re- sign are you? Uh, I'm an Aries. Fire. Oh, you're the opposite of me. That's why. What are you? I, I'm a Libra. Oh, you're a Libra? Yeah, even oh. Libra and Aries are like, whoa, they're yeah, either whoa. like, they get along great or they're a complete opposite. Whoa. You're the youthful sign of the Zodiac. You're the guy who walks up and if they see a wet paint sign, you have to touch it to make sure it's wet. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you could see where he'd be an Aries. Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Very. You're actually the opposite of Cam because, and not, and not. You're at the end of the zodiac sign. You're at the he, Cam's at the end. He's the last one, and you're at the beginning. So he's got the old soul, and you got the new soul. Uh, and that kind of like, if you don't believe in astrology, new age motherfucker. If anybody did not believe in astrology, they did now. After I just described this get entire, your, get your old ass out of here, Grant. Yeah. I got an AARP <laughs> card right here for you. <laughs> You're kind of all right. Listen to your fucking Frank Sinatra and your <laughs> he, 1968 he Cadillac DeVille. Are you kidding? Your old son of a bitch just die already. He just he just yeah, got he rid just of his. Ro- my, his ear, my fucking sign just got roasted. Yeah, and, roasted. He, and he also had a Ford Thunderbird. The, the average age was like 75 that was driving it. So. I didn't know that though at the time of buying it. Anyway, I, I, let's let's get back let's get back to business. You were describing the elevator up here that it's. There's been fucking crazy drama related to this series. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, so I originally went down to Austin, Texas and shot the web series down there. Um, I, I, I danced the entire summer all across Texas and Oklahoma City. I actually had a mini relationship in Oklahoma City with a nurse, which was interesting because she had just recently gotten divorced and I'd have to army crawl out of her backyard because her ex-husband would drive his truck past the house and be looking for other dudes. So what the hell? Gotta love Oklahoma. Pam, can you what imagine up? if you were in that situation? I, the know, anxiety I, that you would feel? Do, do it, you know, I had, oh yeah, yeah. I have a story related to this. Maybe you, I'll share it in the morning, morning after. Should I share it now? Share it now. I, uh, I don't know if I've even shared this on the show. We've been doing this for two and a half years. I had an experience where I was hooking up with someone. We were all on a Vegas trip. And I was hooking up with this girl who was sharing a room with someone I'd previously hooked up with. And I did not want that other person to know that I was in in that room. And while we were hooking up... So let's call this person... uh, Jane. Darcy. All right. Okay, Jane Darcy. is the Jane is the previous girl. Okay, Darcy and I are hooking up, and she in Darcy's room, and she tells me that Jane is coming up there. No way. And I'm like, what do you mean? I don't, she, I don't want her to fucking be involved with this whole situation. I got to get the fuck out of here. So, I we end up. I I I was like, we need to we need to. There can be no sign of this whatsoever. There was just one bed in the whole room. Okay. They were sharing. So I. We take the the sheets and all, all the all the comfort and everything. We don't know what to do with it, so we we, we try to like put it in the fucking cabinets and hide it. There's not like maybe we got the comforter in there, but we still got these like sopping wet sheets. I didn't know what the fuck what was to going do. on. Was she squirting? What do you mean sopping wet? I don't know what the fuck was going right. on there. So we take the sheets, we throw them out the window. <laughs> you threw the sheets out we, the window. We take the, like a different comforter. We we make the bed again. Oh my god! And then I fucking bolt. And I don't want to take the elevator because I think Jane is coming up. So I start just <laughs> running down random flights of stairs in the middle of Caesar's Palace. In, he has and, a little anxiety, by the way. And I end up in a fuck in like there's like literally the, I think it, like the place where they hold all the money like the the, the uh, vault or something i somehow ended up <laughs> close to the vault or like some, in a casino in, in Vegas? a casino in the caesar's palace and i'm like you i should not fucking be here <laughs> this is terrible and luck- luckily i was able to find my way out but it was a fucking rush could you imagine this not, not especially with your personality it would be, it was like from bad to worse see i would have loved that i would have just reveled in yeah, just I, that awkwardness i oh, I'm, all, yeah. I'm also thinking that you would have asked her to join in probably yeah <laughs> Them, yeah, that might not have been a terrible call. <laughs> it, but it, it, the thought, the thought, I, I was just like, I, this is going to be terrible. But ba- but back to Derek, so you're, literally you're scared that this ex-husband is going to come and shoot you because he probably has a gun if he's in Texas. Oh, no, that was Oklahoma. But, oh, yeah, same difference. Yeah, same difference. Um, yeah, it was it was nuts. But um, yeah, going back to uh, the web series there, I, I, I saved up the money from dancing from all over there and... Uh, Shot a really big production, brought in actors from New York, from L.A. I did just a really bang-up job on this web series, was so proud of it. Bang-up, no pun intended. No pun intended. And then the director ran off with the footage and tried to extort me for money. And before I knew it, I was broken homeless, uh, moving to Houston with $200 in my pocket, trying to fight this guy in court. And for the next two years, I was dancing once again all across Texas, uh, living in Dallas for the majority of the time, trying to get the money to possibly have to reshoot the entire series and I finally did find a lawyer who worked for me pro bono and uh, we were able to defeat him in court I had all the, the rights Good and clearances 
but uh, was not able to get the footage back. He just couldn't oh. do anything with it publicly, and despite me, he kept it. Now, one would say, why would he do such a thing? He had no rational uh, sense of being to be this way or nothing to gain from it. he was well, a dick. No, he was on drugs, and you can't oh. reason with those who don't live in reality. Yeah, mm. but he's also an asshole. What was the deal with you? It sounded like you were in danger. Uh, well, I mean, danger as far as like, yeah, there were a couple. <laughs> so this is what I admire about <laughs> Texans. So Texans down there, they are very committed to the relationships, much more so than here in Hollywood, I would argue. And uh, I would just say that they mean a whole lot more. Now, they go batshit crazy with that. As far as like at a lot of the bachelorette parties, literally the fucking guys would be there in the kitchen while I'm dancing on the girls in the living room. That has never once happened in all the hundreds of parties I've ever done here in California. <laughs> and in Texas, that was every other fucking party. Because they wow. think of the women as their property. Yeah. And I mean, there's, uh, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't describe it as property. I would just describe it as they're just very protective of them. And like, uh, just, uh, were they jealous or are they yeah, more the, like, the, the, um, the, the just jealousy. want to make sure you don't do anything to them? Yeah. The, the jealousy is off the charts. And like I said, part, part of me really admires that about that just because they are so much more committed down there, but they just took it to a level that was just fucking nuts. And I, like, I would have to, <laughs> I would have to introduce myself to these fucking dudes in the kitchen like before I like dance on the chicks like hey how's it going my name's Derek I'm just here to do my job and save up money to shoot a web series that I'm trying to get made to fulfill my dreams I'm oh not trying to have sex with your women God. like literally I'd have these conversations and it still wouldn't fucking matter like it would like go bad all the fucking time <laughs> or the worst was the sorority parties in Texas because all their fucking fraternity boyfriends were there one time I was in Denton Texas shout out to UNT what up and there was probably about 50 frat dudes as I was dancing for this like chicks like birthday and before I know it it's like fucking Batman style and I'm like fighting the League of Shadows and I'm having to like all in my banana hammock with a fucking cockness just hanging out what running for my hell? life before the fucking mom who ordered me for her daughter is like shoving hundred dollar bills at me as I'm running no to my car way. to get out this is a scene in your pilot I'm, sh I'm assuming uh well no this was in Texas so this uh this, this is a this, this is, is a, this a future episode. But I I accumulated all that money and I came back here to L.A. reshot the entire web series all over again and that is the down with David version that you can now see on YouTube. Wow, and that's that's what uh, I'm having the meetings on. And things are going very well on it. Unbelievable. And you can tell it's that really you're very energetic. Yeah, it's it's super addictive to to watch. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, shot it for peanuts with what I financed, but uh I'm, I'm very proud of what what we did and even more uh optimistic and excited for the TV scripts. I've written the entire first season of kind of a uh streaming style um first season TV uh, series and uh just uh, the reviews I've gotten from some of the industry people have been uh, very positive. So I'm it's very great. very excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm imagining it's not like on mainstream TV. You're not talking no, this is not an NBC, ABC yeah. type show. This is definitely HBO, Showtime, Netflix type. Yeah, I, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, were you ever, have you had knives pulled on you or like Guns? any any like real serious danger? Uh, yes. In While you're fucking? <laughs> While I was fucking. Uh, that happens in the series, right? The, the guy walks in. Oh know. yeah, there was. Damn, that, you're a spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, there was that one time actually, and that actually was in L.A. Now that I think of it, yeah. Uh, where there was some danger as far as the fucking goes. I haven't had too many of those. It's mostly been like just while I was dancing, well, what doing happened? bachelorette parties. Um, the closest I had was actually working security at the female strip club here in Los Angeles. I actually stopped some gang members from killing a homeless guy, and they were walking oh up with semi-automatic weapons like 20 yards from me. What the fuck? Oh, my God. Yeah. 
which I guess involves dancing too, because it was a female strip club. But I wasn't. Are, actually were dancing. you scared on your mind? Oh yeah, of course. So what? How did you stop it? Uh, so what happened was a homeless man ran into the club. He threw himself up on the stage and he started clinging to the stripper pole. <laughs> And he started screaming, they're coming for me, like, they're going to kill me. Oh, my God. And it was the actor in me, because I looked at his eyelids, and it wasn't some junkie just being crazy. I saw legitimate level 10 fear, fear in the eyelids. Oh, and wow. just something, a voice inside me said, they're coming. I sprinted Jason Bourne style to the front. <laughs> we had this all in security camera footage. I sprinted to the front. I jumped over a five-foot-tall desk. And I jumped out to the front door, and what do you know, at 20 yards away, there were some cholos with semi-automatic weapons ready to roll up, and God knows do what. I quickly closed the door, locked it, called 911. Thank God they didn't shoot up the door. They could have easily got in. Wow. It took the cops 25 minutes to get to us. We were right down there in oh downtown L.A. We were very close to a very famous building. 25 minutes took the cops That's to come get to us. really kind of scary. And were they still there when the cops came? Came? No, they they left. They yeah. left immediately. Oh wow, mm. that is bonkers, dude. That is really terrifying. Yeah. But yoy. but I can't believe how brave you were. That's that's remarkable. I I, I can't imagine what I would be doing. I'd be cowering under uh, like oh, a table. Yeah. So I, yeah, I can I can stop cholos with semi-automatic weapons. But yeah, I what? see I see a hot blonde uh, in the corner at no vacancy, and, and I'm chicken t- shit to go say hi. Uh, the irony here. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how to I. I I don't know the the, the answer to this. this you, is a, the answer this is, is you that, just got to come and, and uh, watch my a lot of my videos and you'll see how you can develop confidence. No, I, yeah, no. I mean, I, I, Mom, I've had your fucking voice chirping <laughs> my goddamn head <laughs> for so many years now, and it's still and terrifying. it's starting to work. It's, it's starting still terrifying. to work. It's it's working. If anything is working, it has nothing to do with what you have been telling me these it's all these years. It's subconsciously starting to work. No, no fucking way on an unconscious level <laughs> is that. Is that what, well, you, can I just say how much I love how open you guys are with each other? Thank like, you. This is like uh, I I think if more like I I would take it like you guys have a pretty close relationship. Yes. Yeah. Like that's 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 really cool. Like most most parents would never be able to kind of articulate themselves to each other like this and. I think the fact that you can is a very cool and special thing. And I think more parents would have closer bonds with their offspring if we were able to actually talk openly like this. Yeah. So kudos to you guys. Thank you. You, you don't have this relationship with your parents? Ha! <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> I mean, we asked if you'd call them on the show and you said that that was a no-go. You weren't go. comfortable with that. Yeah, no. So what, if, do they know what you're... Yeah, yeah, they know. So what, what would be holding you back if you did make a call? I'm not telling you to because we've discussed it, but what was what's actually holding you back? Uh, they pretty much just said to keep their names out of my mouth when I'm talking about entertainment stuff. Yeah. No, I mean, like, if you called them and said, you know, Mom, no one knows who they, you know, they are, obviously. Yeah, just anything entertainment related they don't want to be involved in, which I respect their right to privacy. Yeah, right. That's fun. But it does, hypothetically speaking, what if you did call? I'm not telling you to call. I'm just saying, if you did, what <laughs> no would, one wants what, you to call. What would you say? What would you say to them like that you wanted to say? Uh, God. Wow. Jude. Softball yeah. question right there. Damn. Uh, That's man. An intense question. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't really thought about that. I mean, do, so they know you're a dancer. Yeah. And they know that you you've created this web series. Yeah, have they seen the web series or no? Uh, yes, they have. And did they tell you like they like it or? Dad liked it. Mom hated it. <laughs> well, what? Do, why do you think she hated it? Uh, because there's uh, she really just hates everything about it. Really, just uh, I think there was like a couple scenes she may have found funny that were like you know more of the uh, soft type of humor. But yeah, 
Uh, yeah, it's, it's more of like a conservative, like a conservative uh, situation. Like conservative people are not going to necessarily love that. Is your mother like open sexually? Uh, about talking about sex? Uh, no, no. Yeah. Did you have a sex? Is is this conversation uncomfortable for you? Very uncomfortable. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. I'm, so just even yeah. talk like talking about talking about sex with them would is, un, is yeah. not a good is not a good place. I yeah no. I'd rather talk about abortion than that. Oh Damn. my goodness. Okay. Did you have any sex talk growing up or no? Uh, I mean, not in like a real type of sense. It was always in kind of like raunchy humor and jokes and whatnot. We had a lot of that. Yeah. Um, you, not your mom. You're talking about your dad, maybe. Oh, no. I mean, even, even the mom would, would, would make jokes. Um, but I mean, we never had like real kind of intellectual, like real, you know, substantial talk with substance. It was always, you know, just us being, you know, the Northeast people that we were as far as just, you know, telling raunchy jokes and having, you know, what I would describe as very healthy senses of humor. But like when it came to like real tangible type of talk, no, we never had those. How did you end up this way? What? Like, <laughs> it sounds like, like they all it sounds like a, like a little yeah. bit of a rebellion, actually. Uh, no, I, th- I think I've always been, uh, I've had a love for entertainment for being kind of the, uh, the rebel ever since I was, I was young. Uh, I've always was just kind of a natural troublemaker, so to speak. Um, so like I said, rebellion. Yeah. But I mean, it's, <laughs> it's been like that way. I mean, since I was just a little kid, to be honest. Yeah. Do you where think are you in the birth order? Uh, I have one older brother. He is seven years older. So you function as an only child. Yeah. I'm basically yeah. an only child. Would you be... Would you raise your children with a different approach? Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, like, I never even had the sex talk with either of my parents. So I think, like, stuff like that, I would definitely be very open and honest about. And I mean, honestly, like, I commend you guys for what you do because I, I think there's a lot of value in that. I think there's a lot of value in having just really hard, deep, honest talks with your children. And that's something that if I ever were to have children, I definitely would want to do. Hmm. Thank you. We have one, one other question. Yes. We ask this to all our, our guests, and it's kind of related. So have you ever walked in on your parents having sex, or have they ever walked in on you having sex? Oh, God, yeah. I, I, I walked in on them having sex like 15 times. That's oh, my six. God. Wait, wait, that's, wait, that's, a good, that's a record for our show. And they probably walked in on me having sex. I mean, does, does sex with myself count? Because it got to the point where, like, my mom used to walk in on me masturbating so much. Like, she wouldn't even, like, I wouldn't even stop. Like, she would just drop off the laundry and just turn her head, and I would just keep going. It was just... No way. Yeah. Why was it happening so frequently? Because wait. I was jerking off so frequently. To, well, to porn? And because, and because my mom has just absolutely no sense of privacy and she would just always like just run in through my door like like it was a fucking bull in a china shop so even what, though didn't you lock the door i didn't we didn't we didn't have locks we're country we're oh. country and what about walking on them why so frequently uh it's quite a lot by the way i i would say just because the room sounded quiet uh, and then like i'd need to like go grab toothpaste or something and you couldn't you, you don't want a knack uh i i, I, I mean I don't know. Why knock when you can barge in? Yeah, I mean, Do you think it they was, were having sex more than normal, or yeah, I feel like that is the only reason my parents have actually. I mean, <laughs> it's an interesting situation. Uh, they are technically divorced, but live together, and they've separated more times than I can count. But I honestly feel like the sex is like the one thing that's kept them t- together. It's amazing. That, that is such a cool concept to talk about. Yeah, I. I it, that is a really I, in. I've interviewed people like the second time around that are together. And I said, how important on a scale of one to 10 is sex compatibility? And a hundred percent said it's nine, it's 10, 10 out of 10 importance. 
Yeah, I mean, in the experience I've seen with, with them, uh, I would definitely say that. Maybe it's just being in a small town and, you know, not having a lot of options. That's probably part of it as well, but yeah. <laughs> just being honest. That might be true. Yeah. So can you give our listeners a little plug on where they can find your work? Yeah, absolutely. You guys can check out the web series Down With David at youtube.com slash David. And uh, I would really kind of emphasize if you do decide to watch maybe the first episode to watch all six because I think you may have kind of the wrong impression or come to judgment a little bit too soon if you only see the first or second episodes because there's a really kind of payoff at the end of episode six and you kind of get the full circle that uh, this isn't just a raunchy comedy. This does have something to say. This does have substance. And I'm not just some kind of man whore or fuck boy. I do have something to say and a real heart to offer. Yeah. I think you've proven that with this podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Thank guys. You. I, Thank you. I love you guys. Fun. You guys are amazing. We love, we love you, you too. All love. Again, thank you to our sponsor, SmilingDick.com, for sponsoring this episode. For anyone who didn't hear it before, this is the best way to last longer in bed because it's non-invasive. You don't have to put a spray on it. It's a little vibrator that you hold while you're masturbating. And it desensitizes the tip of your dick so that when you go into a crevice or hole... Uh, it will... What is a crevice a hole? You're talking about a vagina? Yeah, okay. or, or butt, who knows, or mouth. All right, wherever it's going, if you want to keep it harder or longer... Use it. Go to smilingdick.com. Enter promo code MOM for 15% off. 100% money back guarantee. If you don't like it, it doesn't work. After this trial period, you can get your money back. But enter promo code MOM and you'll get 15% off. Why not try it? You'll uh, like it. I'm trying it. I'm in the six-week trial phase and I'm hoping that this thing... Apparently, there there were studies shown that make people last long from... You, you increase your duration from three to almost nine minutes. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Who doesn't want that? Yes. So go to smilingdate.com, enter promo code MOM for 15% off. For you or your partner.